Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Already had it in Christ. And so then if we look at the Christ was able to move the way he moved, handle what he handled, deal with what he had to deal with, face what he had to face. Because he already knew he possessed freedom. He wasn't looking to attain it. He wasn't waiting to get to the cross to find it. He had it all along. And so when you have it, when you possess it, take ownership of it, realize it's mine now. I hold it now. I possess it now. It must transform how you see, how you think. It must transform your perspectives and your perceptions. It must transform, right, the, your, your, your mindset, your heart, your behaviors, your emotions. Your emotions, like even in the midst of, like I, I, I'm gonna be very honest today. I'm not in the greatest emotional space. I'm going to be a thousand percent. I'm not. But in every moment, I'm like, but I have freedom over my emotions. So they're not going to take me out. Right. They're not going to destroy me. I have to face them in the freedom I have. Right. I have to walk through them with grace and love. And I have to understand, you know, that, like I always understand, people get to choose free will. Man, it's free. <laughs> it's free. It's free. So um, physically, it's ain't. It's been a a, a mess <laughs> this week. Just a lot going on. Um, but God is still in control. And that's my, that's, that's the peace I have. And this understanding of, of freedom, this understanding of where God has us, what we're learning, how we're growing. I'm not going to let a moment stump me or stop me. I'm not going to let a moment become a monument. Done that before, did that, lived that. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and so even today, uh, uh, Wednesday night when, uh, Pastor Shea was, was teaching at the end, I don't know what you said, but you said something. And I mean, I hold the, I heard the Holy Ghost clear as day. So I wrote it down and I just was like, Oh, this must be for today. <laughs> and then as I was walking, I went outside, walking, talking to Pastor Alex. I was like, Oh no. That ain't it for today. That's he said, no, I need you to finish what y'all started last Saturday. I was like, ooh, I thought we was finished. <laughs> and then we can move forward. But, you know, one thing Pastor and I, Alex and I are never going to do, we're never going to lie to y'all. I'm never going to make y'all think I'm somewhere I'm not. I've been struggling this week. Struggling. I'm struggling right now. But God is faithful. He's faithful. 
So here's what I will tell you. None of me is going to come out of this. This is all God. So please understand. I don't want you to read into the messages or try to figure what I'm, it is well. It is well. I have to wear a brace for three weeks. That is driving me. It's only day three. The beginning of day three, I want to just, right? But there has been attack after attack after attack. Like, uh, it's a lot. But I love y'all. I'm grateful that I have a place to come <laughs> to be with the body of Christ. So I'm going to ask Pastor Ryan to pray this morning. I'm going to ask Pastor Shay to pray this morning. I'm going to ask Marcia to pray this morning. Um, and then I'm going to ask Miss Lynette to pray this morning. Amen. And so I will say this. there uh, There's some things God wants us to go over from last week, some additions. But then I also know that we just need to be praying, man. Because let me tell you, I need to tell y'all this. Where God is growing us, you have to understand the level of warfare being dispatched towards us <laughs> is on another level, right? And so we have to be, right? We have to literally, guys, please be putting on the full armor every day not pieces of it all of it the helmet of salvation right the breastplate of righteousness the sword of the spirit which is the word of god right shod your feet with preparation of peace like i need we need to be putting on the full armor you you can't just take one piece of it and think you're gonna win please be encouraging yourself in the word please be praying not just for yourself because we do a lot of that but we need to be praying for one another we need to be praying for this country we need to be praying for this next generation but also know that to whom much is given and and i think a lot of times we think about that as tangible things but to whom much is given and god has been giving us much in his word in his presence in his power and his authority like we have We've been given much. Please know that there's much. There's a there's a much acquired, right? To whom much is given, much is required. There's a requirement with much attached to it. So you can't just give a little. You can't do much. All of us right now is required. So Pastor Ryan. Hi, Pastor Ryan. Uh, God bless you. I'm going to let you start praying. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Awesome. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I do just want us to kind of take a moment in silence. Um, but just thank you, Father. Hmm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Hmm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Haramasura namashia, ramasura namakangama. Sherumukura namasura namashia, ramasura namaka. Sherumusura namadia, ramaka. Ah, ramasura Mandiandu Thank you, Jesus. Father, we lift your name up on high, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We honor you, Lord. We glorify your name, Lord, as we get to embark upon a new day. You've given us your grace, your mercy to even be in this day. Lord, we just set our minds on you. Set our minds, Father, just on your goodness. And we get to be in this day present with our brothers and sisters, but in you, Lord. I just thank you so much, Father, because even in the thought and in a moment, Father, I could be in a different place. So I thank you. And I'm in a place of safety here with my sisters and brothers. I thank you, Lord, that your cares for us, Father, are always on point. Lord, your word is constantly confirmed. And I just take this time and moment to acknowledge you, Father, as our Father, as the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, as Alpha and Omega. We thank you, Lord, that we are in this place where we come to hear hear ultimately what you have for us. Hear ultimately your plans and your purpose for us. Hear ultimately, Lord, how you would just consistently and continuously in pursuit of us, Father. Yes, God. Thank you also, Lord, that you are bringing us to a place where you're equipping us mm. for such a time as this. Father, I thank you. The things that you're birthing out of us, Lord, go far beyond what we could imagine. The things that you are putting in our ear gates and in our eyes, Father, is allowing us to see things before it even happens. Thank you, Lord. 
But what you're calling us to, Father, mm-hmm. many have no clue. Yes. And I take this as a privilege and an honor, Lord, to serve you and to serve you well. Thank you, Lord. This will be a time of just impartation, be a time of teaching, this be a time of sowing and pouring, and this be a time of reflection. This be a time of building and strengthening. This be a time of, 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 of shifting, transforming. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. That there is absolutely nothing good that you would withhold from us. Not even your good tidings for us. I thank you, Lord, that we are being drawn even closer to you, Father, that has absolutely nothing to do with things, but that our heart's desires are pure and that our heart's desire is to serve you well, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you're bringing us back to you and we be reminded that this life that you have given us is to serve you well to serve people well and not the obtaining of things, Lord, but literally to come into this place and space of being about our father's business. And I thank you for being in this place where we can grow in that aspect. Lord, I thank you for what you have for us today. Lord, may we chew on it May we be open to it. Maybe may we welcome wherever correction may come. May we embrace the things that you are saying to us. May we apply and not be people that would just hear a thing but not do a thing. And you said, do not be hearers of the word only, but to be doers. So I thank you that you are equipping us and charging us to be doers. I thank you, Lord, that everything that we have need of, Lord, that we recognize, we already have it. And I glorify you for this time in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Lord God, I'm continuing the gratitude from my brother. I thank you, Lord, that we have yet again accepted your invitation to be transformed. Transformed in mind, transformed in body, strengthened in soul. I pray for I pray that freedom does not become overwhelming. I pray that we learn to take it one day at a time, for that is how Christ did his ministry, one day at a time. I thank you, Lord, that we are in a space where growth is at the forefront of our hearts. 
It's been a stressful week for some, an interesting week for others. And I thank you, Lord, for keeping us in every moment of every single day. I thank you, Lord, that the, the ground of which you are making these transformations is fertile and it is ready to produce. Father, I ask that every heart and mind is continually open to what heaven has to say in this time, for it is crucial as we are being accelerated. I thank you, Lord, for the word that is going to come forth today. And I thank you, Lord, for the servant that it is coming through. For what come, what may this week she is still completely and totally submitted, devoted, and in love with you. And we are grateful. We are beyond grateful to be under leadership that understands sacrifice. So Lord, I praise you and I thank you. And I ask that we continue to keep moving forward in all of the things that you have for us, spiritually, not just the physical things. We are eternally grateful in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. I thank you for the prayers that already have gone forth, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here. God, I thank you, Lord, for your word that will go forth today, God. I thank you, God, that it's a word just like a surgeon goes in and it cuts, God, that it cuts away those things that needs, that still need to be cut away, God. I thank you that your word, that it goes forth, Father, that it is elevating us, that it is changing us, God, that we will have the ear to hear and not just hear, but that we will apply the word, God. Lord, I praise you and I thank you that each and every person that is here today, Father, that, that we were in agreement and we are all one accord, God. Just like when, the, so when Jesus, when you asked the disciples, could they not pray? God, that we will pray, that we will pray, Father, that we will intercede, Lord Jesus, that we will put ourselves in a place that we can hear from you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you that the ground is already saturated for what you're going to say today. I thank you, Father God, that as apostle, as she speaks, God, that Holy Spirit, that you speak through her. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are strengthening her body. Holy Spirit, I thank you, Father, that you're fortifying her mind. God, Holy Spirit, I thank you that it's you that speaks even in the midst of everything that has happened this week to each and every person on this call. We thank you that you are still God, that you are still able and that your word is truth and that your word gives life. Hmm, Jesus.
Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh Jesus, oh, we thank you for your power. We thank you that we can come and we can worship you. In spite of everything that we can worship you, that we can open up our mouths and we can worship you and we give you the praise and the honor and the glory because you're so worthy. You're so deserving of it, God. So I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for this moment that you knew that this moment would be today. So we thank you and we are ready to hear what it is that you are saying, Father God, that again, that our hearts and our minds are open Again, God, not just to hear, but to do, God, again, God, that we, that you've been preparing us, God, and again, God, that we say yes, God, again, God, that we surrender, God, that it's a daily decision, that it's a choice, it's a choice, it's a choice, Father God, to make your name great, it's a choice, God, and we choose, we choose you. In the midst of warfare, yes, hallelujah. we choose you. Hallelujah. Mm, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Holy Spirit just happened. Mm. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Mm, God. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Just have it with God. Oh, Spirit, we thank you. that we will hold each other one up and we will carry our brothers and sisters with burdens and we place them before you, God. Have your will, in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we come to you and we continue. 
we continue with this attitude of gratitude and we continue to lift you up. We continue to thank you for who you are in our lives. We continue to thank you for being our king, for loving on your children as only a king knows how to do. God, we just thank you because you didn't have to wake us up this morning. You didn't have to give us another chance to worship you. You didn't have to be a kind and loving father that supplies every need that we have and our desires. You didn't have to choose us to be your people. You didn't have to sacrifice your son so that we can have the freedom that Pastor Kai has been teaching us, that we have to learn how to tap into, that we have to understand what that freedom means for us individually. We can see other people free and we can be envious of their freedom, but we don't know what it costs for them to be free. So we have to tap into what you have for us individually and then come collectively and rejoice together as a family and give honor where honor is due. And to thank you for loving and kind pastors and apostles and ministers that pour into us week after week that lay before you week after week in your word. God, you revealed to me the other day that we have a Mephibosheth mentality mm. that we've fallen at age five and didn't get up. That's good. Until somebody reached out their hand and invited us to dine at the king's table. That's good. That's good. He was the grandson of the king and didn't know where he fit in. Mm. So he sat there and I've done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know there's other people on that screen that have done that, just have sat and waited. But God, you are our king. We're not even the grandchildren of the king. We are the sons and the daughters of the king. And we're afraid to come to the table that has been set before us. So God, we no longer stop where we were left at age five, at age 10, at age 12, the hurts, the language that tore us down. God, we just lay all of that at your feet and we accept your invitation to the King's table. And we are going to dine on the word that you have given Pastor Kai today, Apostle Kai today. And we're going to continue to thank you for the freedom, whether we're walking in it right now or whether we're striving to get to it. God, we thank you for it in advance because it has been offered to us. So God, I ask you to continue to bless every family that is represented on the screen yes, God. from top to bottom, from the right to left. God, I ask you to give them the desires of their heart as they speak them to you, not as they think about them, but as it comes out of their mouth, 
as a faith talk and a faith walk, I ask you to grant them only according to your will. Yes, God. So God, take Pastor Kai into the depths of your treasure of your word. Heal her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Thank you, God. And let us all remember where we come from and where we're where we've been allowed to go. Cover us with your grace and your mercy. And we'll continue this attitude of gratitude. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to start with something that Ms. Lynette just said. Um, thank you, Ms. Lynette. Thank you for all who prayed. Um, like I was saying, when I thought it was time to move over, uh, Holy Spirit said, no, there's, there's, there's a second part. Because when I went back to look at what I wrote down last week, there was a little part on the side of my notes and on 5-7-2022 that I never even said. I never looked at. Um, but I love what you said because here we see the grandson of a king, <laughs> part of a royal lineage, who is, who literally has a physical infirmity, but lives out that physical infirmity in his emotions, in his psyche, in every way he is lame, in every way, every way he is broken, in every way he's been left behind, in every way he's been forgotten. And David comes and remembers and brings him to his table. And many of us, here's, here, here's the one part I love Miss Lynette said, all of us, right? Prior to Christ, we're in a broken state. And Christ brought us to his table. But many of us as Christians <laughs> don't even realize that the seat we have in the beginning is still the seat we hold now. Many of us have pulled our seats back from the table and left the table and we're looking for another place to dine. Some of us, who we've been, that prison syndrome makes us believe we're not good enough to sit at the table. That prison syndrome, excuse my dog, that prison syndrome causes us to believe that the only place that we should be is the place that helped us stay in bondage and captivity. Because McLovin, stop, because that is normal. <laughs> that has now become normal. That has now become normal. And so if you're a prisoner in a, in, in a correction facility, the day in, day out, when you first get in there, it's abnormal. But after time, through routine, 
the way of thinking, the way of being becomes normal. When you go to prison, they take your name and give you a number. <laughs> you're no longer such and such, you're inmate such and such and such and such. You're let out by blocks of cells that are opened. Not all cells are open at one time. Please hear what I just said. Not all our cells are opened at one time. But God has opened up our cells and many of us are afraid to walk out. It goes back to what Pastor Shea said last week. It wasn't that. I, I, I didn't realize. I thought I was free. But all I did was just enlarge my cell. I just created a bigger cell, a, a bigger prison. Because we are still wanting other people to validate who God has already validated us to be confirm who God's already called us to be, love who already God already loves, choose who God's already chosen. And we keep waiting for someone else, something else. And God is saying, I, I, I love you. I, I'm for you. The table's still set for you. Your seat hasn't been occupied by another. And so one of the things I want us to, I want to give definition again, just so we have context, right? Because we, we went in Matthew 11, Pastor Alex started us in Matthew 11. We move forward in Matthew 11. And there's this moment where John the Baptist, who is now imprisoned, hears, and it says, I love it. It says in the Passion Translation, the good deeds that Jesus is doing. It doesn't say, John heard something Jesus did that confused him. John was confused about something. It says he heard the good things, the, the, the good deeds, the, the good work. And how many times has someone seen our good work and questioned what we're doing? But also how many times have we, because of where we are, not who we are, where we are, we've questioned someone's kindness come on we've questioned people's kindness because of the prison mentality we had the syndrome we have being locked in in our thinking being broken in certain places why are you being nice to me <laughs> why are they being so nice to me always thinking that there's a string attached why would you give me that why would you say that? Why would you? And all the while, they're doing the right things. They're being loving. They're being kind. They're being giving. They're serving. But it's foreign. And what you don't realize is then what happens is because you're still locked in a prison here. Even the love God wants to shower upon you, even the blessings that God is extending to you, they feel foreign and abnormal. Even the plan that God lays before you, we don't tend to it the way we should. We don't nurture it the way we should because why would he choose me? Why would he ask me? I'm, but what God is trying to get you to do is see beyond yourself. 
because it is the man in prison who can see beyond the cell that will be the man that gets beyond the cell. You have to be able to see beyond the cell to be the person that will be that will get beyond the cell. There is an outside of the cell. There is a freedom outside of the cell. There is a place and a future and a plan for you outside the cell. So let's let's just read the scripture again, just that we have context. Matthew eleven. I'm gonna read out the trans uh, the Passion Translation today, really quickly. Verse one says, after Jesus finished giving instructions to his 12 disciples, he went on to minister to different villages throughout the region. Now, while John the baptizer was in prison, he heard about the wonderful deeds. Listen, y'all, it says wonderful deeds of the Christ. So he sent his disciples to ask him a question. Are you really the one the prophet said who would come or should we still wait? for another. We're gonna stop right there. I heard the wonderful things that he was doing, but questioned who he was. So I wanna go really quickly over the, the, the five, the, our list of five things that happen when we are living in a prison syndrome, okay? And then I'm gonna add some. Number one last week was you cannot recognize the word any longer. If you remember that, John could no longer recognize the word, the word being Jesus. And John was the very one that baptized Jesus. He was the very one that said, I'm not worthy to baptize you. John was created and called to be the, the one who cried in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. But now he could not recognize the word any longer. Number two, hearing no longer produces faith, but doubt. When we have prison syndrome, hearing no longer produces faith, but it produces doubt. Romans 10, 17 says, consequently, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Okay. Number three, your encounters become questionable. John had one of the most powerful and pivotal encounters with Jesus the Christ when he baptized him. But now he's questioning who he is, even though he heard God announce who Jesus was. And can I stop right there? Many of us have, have been or even are questioning the encounters we've had with God past and present. And when you question the encounter, what happens is you question who you are and who God is, right? And so here's John. He hears God announce, this is Jesus, my son. But now he's questioning if he is the one they've been waiting for. And if we're all honest, when doubt creeps in, we start to question, am I who God says I am? Am I truly the person that God is calling and sending forward? Am I really, can I really do what God is saying? Can I really, can I really stand and, and, and be firm in my faith? We start to question who we are. Number four, you begin to look elsewhere because your current situation leads you to believe if he's doing all of this, 
why not for me? And remember at this time, Jesus literally is healing the sick and the deaf are hearing, the lame are walking, the blind are seeing. Because the answer that Jesus says is tell Paul, tell, I'm sorry, tell John this, tell him this. Here's the answer. Verse four, give John this report, the blind see again, the cripple walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised back to life and the poor and broken now hear of the hope of salvation. And tell John that the blessing of heaven comes to those who are not offended over me. But he's in chains, he's in prison. And he, and here's the thing, a prison syndrome will cause you to forget that you have freedom. It'll cause you to hope for freedom. I'm just adding that, that's what the Holy Ghost just said. It will cause you to forget you have freedom and cause you to hope for freedom. I forgot I have it, but now I'm hoping for it. And then our number five, which I got a lot of people texting me this week about number five, you forget your assignment and God's requirements. You're, you're John the Baptist, you prepared the way. Did you forget the assignment and the requirement to this assignment? There's a weight to this assignment. There's a, there's a sacrifice to this assignment. There's an offering of your life for this assignment. There's a death of your life for this assignment. There's a greater, a greater call. There's a greater, a greater a, a, a giving. There's a, there's a greater being. This is your life now. This is not an activity of going to church. This is now you standing as the church wherever you are. This is you making my name great wherever you are. This is you holding up the bloodstained banner wherever you are. This is you not compromising wherever you are. This is you praying and fasting and studying. This is you committed, solid, firm, founded. You can't forget the assignment nor his requirements. And guess what? Each of us has a different assignment. Our requirement will be different. And sometimes we look at someone else's requirement and like, well, why can't I have that one? Because it's not your assignment. It seems easy for them. You don't know what the cost that you don't know the cost they're paying. They're just going through it in praise. They're just going through it in joy, but don't get it twisted. <laughs> don't, 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 don't get it twisted. They're in pain too. They're, they're grieving too. They're, they're being attacked too. They're wrestling too. Don't stop trying to compare. But look at how they're going through. Because many of us are trying to get over and we don't realize you can't get over it, but you can get through it. The woman with the issue of blood, she didn't get over it. She made her way through the crowd to get to Jesus. Her healing was through, it wasn't over. Jesus, in every account where he's in crowds, I said Jesus made his way through the crowd. 
So here's some things that I wrote last week that we need to be, be looking at to make sure as God is stripping away this prison syndrome, this way of thinking and being. Here's some other things we gotta look for. People, when we are in a, a prison syndrome, here's some things that we start doing. Number one, we start breaking commitment. We, we break commitments, not, not just to people, but we break commitments that we just made to God. God, I, I, I'm going to do this. God, I'm going to obey this in your word. God, I'm going to follow you here. God, I'm going to, but we start to break commitments that we made. We break commitments to people. We break commitments to ourselves. And let me tell you this, if you can't keep a commitment, your word to you, you'll never be able to keep your word to anybody else. Other thing, we break promises. Let me tell you the thing I don't do. I don't promise what I can't do. So I'll say to someone, well, I, 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 I'll do my best to do that. But if I promise you something, I mean that till my last breath. God's promises to us are yes and amen. It is so, and it is done. It is so, and it is finished. But when we have a prison syndrome, we break promises because our promises are transactional. God, if you do this, I'll do this. God, if you give me this, I'll give you this. God, if you, and if we don't see God move, we break our promise. Then we start breaking promises to people. We start breaking promises to ourselves. The next one, we break our commitment to the word. We break commitment with the word of God. We start reinterpreting it to make it fit where we, where we are, not who we are. We take some of it, but not all of it. Next thing, we move out, we move without regard for others. We move without regard for others. We don't realize, pastor says this all the time, everything I do or we do is connected to a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> and as kingdom ambassadors, you have to understand your life is not your own. So you don't get to just move without regard for, other, for others. This is not a me, myself, and I show. Because God does everything, Pastor Asa always says this, he does everything with everyone in mind. So I can't be foolish. When I come on here and I say, I'm, I'm not good today, I, I, I'm broken today. I say that because I have to, I, I've given my life for this, but I also serve you all, we serve one another. But it's also because where I, who I am and the moves I make 
I know will affect who you are and the moves you make. People used to ask me all the time, why don't you like to post? Why do you not do so much posting of where you go and what you're doing? And not that I'm out here doing anything outlandish, but I also understand there are some people that are still babes in this walk. And here's what I also know. There are some places people invite have invited me to that I got to check it out first. <laughs> because here's what I do know. If I go and post it, people will validate, oh, this could be, this must be somewhere good I can go because Apostle Kai went. Oh, this could be something I could listen to because this is what Apostle Kai is listening to. But I got to vet it first. I got to see first because I know every move I make, I, re I think about everybody. Because body of Christ, can I tell you this? Ambassadors and citizens of the kingdom. It's a song by Tupac, but it's the truth. All eyes on me. We live like they're not, but all eyes are on us, saints, children of God, men and women of God, all eyes on me. I can't move how I want to move. I can't just know, God, what are you saying? What do I need to do? And frankly, I've, I've moved how I wanted to move. Didn't pay off great. But everything I do, everything I'm saying, I got to regard and think about everybody else because I'm a representative of the kingdom. But greater than that, I got to think about how it represents him. So not only can I move without, I can't move without regard of other people. I can't move without regard for him, them, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But when you have a, a, a prison syndrome, you move how you think you need to move to get what you need to get. You lie here, cheat there, juggle this there, deny here, pretend there. And it becomes self-destructive behavior. Next one, we start to take advantage of things, people, situations, and circumstances. We take advantage of things, people, situations, and circumstances. And when you have prison syndrome, you don't even realize that you're doing a lot of these things. I didn't take advantage of you. Well, you did. <laughs> I didn't take advantage of this moment. You did. I didn't take advantage of the situation. You did. I didn't take it. Because our, 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 our conscious thinking is not to take advantage. But when you are emotionally bound and held captive here, remember the word in prison means captive, to be kept in and away from. So to be kept in prison, to be kept away from freedom. So if my thoughts are captive, not by Christ, but my thoughts are captive from my past and my pain and my hurt and my and my doubt and my confusion, of course, I'm moving irrationally. Of course, I'm not thinking things all the way through. Of course, I'm not laying them at the feet of Jesus. Of course, I'm not casting my gear. Of course, I'm not moving in faith. Of course, I'm not standing in the freedom I have. Of course, 
And then finally, there's no conviction. There's no conviction about hurting you, offending you. There's no conviction about dishonoring the word, dishonoring God. There's no conviction. And here's the, here's the thing that I remember when I was a little bit younger in ministry, and people would say when I would counsel them, well, I, I, didn't, I wasn't convicted. But when are you going to understand that wrong doesn't mean, let, let me say it this way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wrong is wrong. You don't need God to convict you about what's wrong. If you hurt somebody else and they told you you hurt them, you don't need God to convict you. But what, because we're void of feeling, we've blocked off our hearts, we've lifted up the, the, the walls because we've been bruised and battered. We don't realize that now we extend, we're, 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 we're projecting that on other people. And so we're waiting for this big conviction instead of understanding that I, I, this isn't right. <laughs> I, I affected them. I, I, I hurt them. I dishonored them. I disrespected them. And now we put this on God. Well, I wasn't convicted by my actions. No, no. And the reason you weren't convicted by your actions is because you've discounted and discontinued your relationship with the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna say it again. You've discounted and discontinued your relationship with the Holy Spirit. We become desensitized. And we've gotta realize that having freedom, I need to say this, having freedom does not mean I still don't have walls. Having freedom, I love what Pastor Shea said, doesn't mean I still don't have a cell. Because I told you, people can have freedom and still be in prison. And the reason why God said to continue this is because, again, remember, he said revelation of a confession can only come when you break agreement with your imprisonment. He gave us the revelation on the inside, but now it's up to you to tear down the walls, burn down the sails, so that you can, you can move beyond the prison. and stand on the outside with the same freedom. But guess what? Now without restriction. I have freedom, absolutely. I am free indeed, absolutely. Now I have to ask myself, but am I still in prison? Or 
do I still have walls built up around me? Or what's the last wall I need to take down? Joshua, the battle at Jericho, what they did was about a wall that was built <laughs> that was separating and they had to go around how many times? Anybody know? Seven. Seven is the number of completion and divine completion. But there are walls that you need to come tumbling down. And can I tell you for some, because God said it that day, for some of us that I have freedom brought some brought walls down immediately. Some of us, the wall came down, but we built it back up because a moment happened. Can I tell you, I am telling you, the week I've had the enemy created, hoping I'll put a wall up. Because here's what he knows, I'm not going back to jail. And I could, in my, in my humanity, say I have a right to put a wall. I have a right to protect myself. I have a right to defend myself. I have, no, I don't. What I do have is a God who fights my battles. What I do have is a God who's my healer. What I do have is a God who's my deliverer. What I do have is a God who says, peace be still. I do, what I do have is a God that the peace of his peace is surpassing my understanding. And even in the midst of it all, he's guarding my heart and my mind. I have a God that's not going to, I refuse to let the enemy win. I refuse to let the enemy take place in my home. And let me tell you, he has tried. He worked hard to divide me and my husband this week. Hard. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Hard. to separate us. <laughs> but we have freedom and you don't get to play at my house. And so sometimes you just gotta be quiet. Because <laughs> if I just let you have my mouth for a moment, I might say the wrong thing that takes everything back. I just got to be quiet. I'm saying something's going on. I, I ain't got time to be kicking it and playing. <laughs> I got to stand still and what? See the salvation of the Lord. I got to remember. I, I, I got to seat at the table. I got to remember how I move affects everyone around me. I got to remember, I got to regard everyone, whether they know what's happening or what's not happening. I can't break my commitments. I can't break my promises. I cannot go back on my word. I, I, there's conviction. I got I, I to gotta listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to forget my assignment and the requirements. And here's what I know about my assignment. There are many requirements that are crushing There are many, many requirements that are lonely, but they're mine. 
I'm not going to start looking elsewhere and going, well, why are you doing that over there? But you ain't doing it for me. He's doing everything for me, even in the midst of what the enemy is trying to take from me. I'm not going to question the encounter. God is real. God is true. And he's not a man that he will lie. He has not forsaken me. Or my family. I'm hearing faith, 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 faith. And I, I recognize the word in the midst of it all. The word is still moving and the word still works. Prison's not an option. <laughs> I gave God those keys a long time ago. Building a new wall is not an option because it doesn't harm other people. It harms me more. Imploding is not an option. Exploding is not an option. But protecting my peace, even from myself, is. And we are in a place and a time in this in this world, in this nation, where if we don't rise up, if we don't stay up, prayed up, word up, worshiped up, if we don't stay up, if we don't choose higher and grow deeper, can I tell you the winds are blowing very hard and we will be blown away if we are not firmly planted. And so, no, God is ready for us to move out. But he's got to make sure that the walls are down, the cells are destroyed. The mental cells, the emotional cells, the mental walls, the emotional walls are broken and destroyed so that when we move out, because guess what? It's time now to step into the promised land. We've exited. And here's what I love about God. We watch the children of Israel exit and live in, a, in, in, a, in, in prison syndrome. Which caused them to be wandering for a very long time. But God said, I'm calling you to return to me. And I brought you out. The word exodus means the way out. I've shown you the way out, but before you go, we're going to stop right here. Because guess what? This is the part of Moses. Sha, thank you, Holy Spirit, that didn't let him enter in. Because he stopped hearing God over the people. He was walking with people who were in living in a pit prison syndrome he was in the face of God but in a moment that syndrome influenced him out of his promise and God is saying before I get you to even step in that land I'm killing all of that but it's your choice any questions comments or concerns Good morning. Good morning, Ms. Dad. I just, I just wanted to say, to God be the glory, 
I, I love the tone in which God is speaking to us. Um, even the pace, um, starting from the prayers, you can hear him really wanting me to get it. I'm going to speak for me this morning. Um, just really wanting me to get it, really wanting me to hear him, his gentleness, because he knows what this week was for a lot of us. And he doesn't want us to grow, want me to grow weary, you know, so uh, the word and, and just the, the whole conviction of it, you know, he is absolutely for me. And I don't want to ever fall out of agreement with knowing that, believing that and receiving that. So I'm, I'm just, you know, as always, I'm grateful. I'm grateful with correction. I'm grateful with love. I'm grateful with this. I'm grateful, right, to even hear the word. And it just pushes me to love him more and really want to continue to pursue after him, even in the midst. Um, I feel like uh, based on everything that took place last week, um, I'm staying on, I'm going to stay on course because I feel like I'm, I'm right where I need to be. You know, you bring it in, I'm going to keep bringing it. You know, <laughs> I was gangster in the world. I'm going to be gangster for Christ. So come on. I, you know, I done been knocked down before. I done been hit before, right? And got back up. So I'm going to keep on doing it because I still win. Even if I take a knee, I still win, you know, and I know what to do when I'm on my knees. So, um, Again, just another awesome, awesome word. And I'm, I'm grateful for just his love, his compassion, his tenderness, how he speaks to us in such a gentle, kind way, you know, and he's absolutely um, for me. So um, to God be the glory. Amen. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Quiet. Mm. Quiet, quiet. I think just just taking it all in. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is uh yeah, the, the 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 attacks have been real. Yeah. And um to one thousand percent. Um move you out of position, you know, and to, again, put you back in a place where you are imprisoned. And so it's a process. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, it's a process. And um, yeah, as, 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 as burdensome as the assignment can feel, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you just got to walk it out. And, tr and again, just I mean, I think you just gave complete strategy, you know, yeah, of how to win and overcome in the midst of it all. So just yeah. just processing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the thing is, guys, take the things, you know, this this is this is, I think, sometimes where we miss the strategy of God because God will give us insight to the to the syndrome, but what we don't realize is those insights are strategies. <laughs> so if I know the effects of the syndrome, here's the thing, you are, we already know what to do. Most of the times we don't 
we, we know what to do. We don't know how, because we don't know what the effects are. Right. So it's like, if I get the flu, I call somebody, everybody going to say, go get some NyQuil. <laughs> oh, get NyQuil. Right. But I've determined I have the flu. I just, I, right. I just, my nose started to have a little body. Oh, I probably got the flu. <laughs> That's my assessment. Right. Because the symptoms seem a little bit familiar. But then as the symptoms, I really take a look at it. Oh, this is different. I'm using the wrong strategy. I'm, I'm using the wrong medicine. I'm using the wrong prescription for this. What God is doing is he's showing us the syndrome. And now he's saying when that syndrome comes, when, faith, when doubt is trying to come, right? We stop hearing faith and we start hearing more right we start hearing doubt well how well, how does faith come by hearing the word so i need to make sure i'm hearing the word am i hearing enough of the word because i'm starting to doubt what i know he said i'm trying to i'm starting to doubt what i know he's asked I, I, i'm starting to doubt who he's calling me to be i'm starting to doubt his promises when i'm not wait a minute i, I I'm starting not to feel any challenge or conviction or conversion. Holy Spirit, what's the, where have I built a wall? Where am I desensitized? Where, where am I not? Like he's giving us the condition, the, the syndrome, because we already have the weapons to battle them. But a lot of times we're not aware of the syndrome. So we, we fight aimlessly. Well, I'm just going to shout. I'm, I'm just going to put on a lot of worship music. I'm just going to walk around my house 50 times. I'm just going to say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Not this time. That don't work for this. That's why the Bible says some things only come out by prayer and fasting. Everything isn't a fast, every, right? Everything ain't fasting and praying. Everything ain't shouting and dancing. Everything ain't singing. It. Okay, so, but, but here's what I do know. The word works for everything. And we have freedom over everything. And so that's why, look, I love what you said, Ty. Let's, let, let, let's go back. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Come on. Let's look at what we wrote down. I'm, I'm going to go in the chat because Malcolm wrote them down. I'm just going to go like through two or three. We move without regard for others. If I start moving. And I realized I ain't thought about nobody but me. Hold on, Lord. Let me stand still. Let me check in with you. Is this how I'm supposed to be moving? How will this affect? Like, I, I, I'm, I, Ty, you were talking and I see you now, right? Ty has a daughter, my beautiful niece, Ty. Even though Thailand's in college, everything that you do there while she's in college, you have to have regard for her because she's attached to you. Right? But what we do as adults is act like kids act. Kids don't have no regard for no, nobody, <laughs> they, right? Because they don't think that way. They just, but we're moving like kids and yet he's called us to be mature, right? Okay, how I'm moving, how does that affect the people I'm in fellowship with and covenant with and those I'm assigned and attached to 
that God has called. How does this move affect everybody else? If I dip here now, if I walk out now, if I run now, if I give up now, <laughs> right? So he shows us what we're doing so that when we see it the next time, we stop what we've done, what we've been doing and do it differently. Not better, different. So if I'm doubting again, I got to do that different. I've done that enough and it doesn't serve me well. Why am I doubting? I've stopped hearing. Why am I comparing what he's doing for them? Because I, 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 somewhere along the way, I've been given, I've stopped minding my own business. I'm minding everybody else. I said to God, I would, I would do this and this and this and this. I repented and it. Why do I keep breaking those commitments? Why do I not honor the things he said in his word? What is that about my inconsistency that I can't stay committed to the things he's asked me? And I've said over and over the things I've said to other people I don't do, but now what, why? So that's why he's giving us these, God is so kind that he gives us because the, they're strategy. We look at them just as, oh, this is what it looks like. But in it, he's, he says, I'm showing you what it looks like because this is the strategy. This is how, this is, you know that song? You wanna know how to fight your battles? You gotta know the battle you're fighting. You gotta know the condition of the battle. You gotta know the behaviors in the battle. David comes out and everybody's big and got all this stuff. And he goes, I can't wear this armor to fight that guy. <laughs> Why? Because I've already been in some battles. <laughs> I've already learned the strategy. And the strategy for me is these rocks and this slingshot. I know that don't work for you because you don't know this strategy. But you also don't know what my life, the requirement and the assignment on my life. And I'm not afraid where you all are afraid. I'm not afraid where you all don't have faith. I have faith. <laughs> but if I compare and listen to y'all too long, I'll try, on an, I'll try on armor that was never suited for me. I'll try to fight a battle in armor that was never created for me. I'll go along to get along. And by doing that, I just get more angry and more disappointed with people and, and more hurt by people and wall, 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 cell, cell, jail. So please know he's giving you strategy. It's not just about, let me just only define where I'm at. We need to do that. But once I locate where I'm at, there's strategy for that. So thank you for saying that, Ty. I appreciate y'all raising your hands real for real. Now, Pastor Shay, uh, Danny, this left-hand madness, ugh, uh, Malcolm, and Karen. I'm, I'm not left-handed. So. <laughs> um, uh, Miss Ladiva did have her hand up before. Oh, Miss Ladiva. Miss Ladiva. You oh. sure? You sure, sweetie? We want to give you, well, if you want to come back, raise it again, okay? Okay. Um, Man, when I tell you, like, woof this morning because this week has been really stressful emotionally for me um as far as you know not really with work but what's going on in cali 
and I'm not there. So definitely had to award differently this time. Cause I'm a, and you know, I'm an in your face type um, of like war, but you know, this time I have to learn how to do it God's way. And I was walking around my room praying and I stepped on something and um, I just picked it up and looked at it. It was a sticky note that fell off my dresser and it said to put yourself in position and posture to recognize the exits. Mm, that's good. And at that moment, I just cried and released everything. And um, I, re I, I released uh, being a seeking joy as a, as a buffer, mm. seeking distractions, even in God as a buffer as to what I'm dealing with because all of a sudden I'm too mature to be angry. Mm -hmm. I'm too mature to be sad. I'm too mature. No, <laughs> as my sister said, suppression is not maturity. Like getting through it is what makes you more mature because then you realize God gives you the proper tools on how to handle each situation. Mm -hmm. And then I just raised my hands and just said, I acknowledge and release every and any attractions or desires I have for prison comforts. Mm -hmm. That's good, Shay. That's Stuff good. that I don't see, yeah. I am open to like just letting it all fall before him. And I didn't realize how much uh, of a trigger my niece is for me, mm -hmm. especially when I, when I feel like she, when I feel like, She's in a place where nobody understands her. Yeah. So I definitely had to give that to God. And I'm just grateful that I trust him as much as I do now. And going to continue to demonstrate walking in freedom. And I have no more plans to build any more cages or to enlarge any of the cages that I have outgrown. Mm. That's good, Pastor Shay. Thank you. Danny, Minister Janetta, and then Karen. Um, I first just want to say thank you for thank God for the word today and thank God for um the sacrifice that you make to do and to be obedient. And thank you for your obedience because this right here message helps me realize sometimes you don't know what you came through until the word comes and it confirms. And so I realized that even after the merge, there were commitments broken, there were promises broken, um, did not move with regard of others. It was just like, because once you start breaking promises and things, then you've already moved in your will with no regard for anybody else. And so trying to still give a yes, but not living up to it, it was just like, it was a mess. And so I can see now how I miss the right moment to exit certain places I was supposed to after that. Mm. And so at, in my place of work, I. Every, all of that stuff that you just mentioned started to happen. There were arguments that I was not 
like able to um, just settle things in the right manner. Um, it things just started to go really wrong. And the whole time, like you said, eyes were on me and it was, it was looking bad, even though I know, and I'm definitely not taking fault for the majority of the things that happened because um, I know, um, I know what, what responsibility I'm supposed to take. And so that's another wall that comes down for me, um, not taking on all the responsibility. I automatically will take blame for things just to make it okay. I would um, automatically just disregard my the assignment that God gave me to do or whatever promise it is I gave to him. Just stuck in a place of, um, there was some people pleasing. There was some, uh, uh, the other wall that came down was asking other people permission to live. Mm. Like not doing, I don't, I cannot say exactly where they came from, but I know that a lot of decisions that I was making in life, I wasn't asking God, I was getting no case from people. And it was just like, that was crazy. So, and I was just like, you know, when a, uh, Pastor Shana spoke last Wednesday. I was, I was desperate for God to change, for things to change, to change my situation. I was just like, God, I don't know what to do. And I was, and it was like, turn your plate over. So that's what I did. So then when you said that, like some things only come out by fasting and praying, like I literally almost shot across this room because I did not realize that that was the strategy that I needed. And that's how I got to the point where I'm at right now, because last Wednesday was not good for me at all. And, you know, I even said it online, like, I don't understand. Like, so I just had to turn my, turn my plate over into a, a place of desperation. Like, God, what am I doing wrong? Like, what is it? I know it's me because you're perfect. So I know it ain't you. It's me. So like, what am I doing wrong? And then after that, I was able to get up the next morning and I had to talk to myself and it was just like, no, Danielle, you're not doing this. You're keeping that agreement, you, you know, you're lying back up. You come on, you got this. You're not going to give up here. You're not going to let this overtake you. You don't know what God is doing, but you're going to stand, stand up. Come on, let's go. Let's get it. Like, no, shake that mess off. Whatever that is, shake it off. Like, you know, and so even that day after we got off the phone on Wednesday, I got a phone call from someone I hadn't spoke to in a long time. Like God put me on your, put you on my heart today to call you and encourage you. And I was wondering, was God going to honor the fast and everything? Like I was really tripped out. And so I'm just grateful for the word today, confirming the things that I've come through just this week. I'm not all the way through everything, but just this week and being able to get back to the the right mind the mind you know the mind that lines up with the will of god like man when you break your commitment you literally just step outside of god like forget it i ain't doing that and when you when i step outside like that it was like you break that commitment that mean you you've thrown away the mindset you've thrown away the everything his protection his everything and it was just like i didn't I just didn't realize that that what was happening and I'm glad and I'm grateful for the word today so that I could do what I'm supposed to do. And my prayer is that 
you know, God clarifies my assignment again for me. So I'm back on the right path and I'm grateful for his grace too. And, and for his mercy. Amen. Malcolm. Um, when you, when you first finished apostle, I, I personally was, um, left still trying to process. And one of the things that I have been sitting here realizing is um, I think sometimes for me, um, I feel like I have not caught up to some of the word that has been dispensed over the weeks. Um, and I'm trying to speak life into what I'm saying as it's called speak death over what I want to say. But I, I, I feel like there's two things that I'm personally still trying to catch up to. Um, and I know we say it and I know that it's spoken, but I want to not only believe it, but I want it to be evident in my life. So it's one thing to say, I have freedom, but to know for yourself, you're not living that statement or believing it. Um, and so I don't really have a point to what I'm saying. I think I just wanted to say that I feel like sometimes uh, I'm, I, I feel like I'm playing catch up to the enormous amount of word that's coming out. And, you know, my prayer is that I will not be overwhelmed by everything that's said because the way my mind processes things, as you know, I, I feel like I have to tick off a box and like, okay, I got that. I understand that. I did that. I accomplished this. I did that. And um, yeah. Well, here's the, the, the beauty of all of this. Um, and I think maybe I know, but I'm going to say, I think that the way for those of us who have been in any type of ministry, any type of denomination, I think the way that we have presented the word in times past is like, this is your prescription for this week <laughs> instead of this is for your life. Like, you better get this this week because something new is coming next week, right? You better understand that now and start moving in it, right? Where God has been literally giving us step by step, right? Like it hasn't been like, you're free now, move on to, <laughs> right? Okay, you're free, figure it out, right? Like he's literally been showing us what it looks like, how to actually possess it, right? And so that's why that statement I read again, when I heard the Holy Spirit say last week, the revelation of a confession, right? Malcolm, 
can only come when we break agreement with our imprisonment, right? And so even now, you have to look at what you said as breaking from the way you've thought before, right? And realizing, please let me say this about all of us, all of us are at different points in this. So there is no, right, there isn't a catch up. It's just a catching the revelation, making sure you've caught what God is saying and now allowing him to finish it in you, filter it in you so it takes root in you, right? Making sure that you are not, we are not stony or rocky ground, but good ground so that whenever revelation is released, that it is being seated in good ground because every time we hear the word, that's a seed being planted in the soils of our of our life. You've got to give yourself time for that seed to grow. You never put a seed in the ground and then overnight, it, it just doesn't happen, right? What we have to do is believe the seed. I believe this seed will take root. And I'm going to see it grow in my life. My confession is that every word from God is good and true and right for me. My confession is that God is feeding his heart, his word, his ways, his, 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 his image in me <laughs> so that it can be not only seated in me, but lived out in me, produced in me, grows in me. So I thank you for saying that because I'm sure you're not the only person who has felt like that. I used to feel like that, like, man, I better get it together. I don't know what they're talking about, <laughs> right? And so it's not about, it, it, and, and and here's the thing, y'all, we have to understand this. I received the revelation I need for today, understanding he will reveal it all to me later. I received the revelation I need today, knowing that he will reveal it all to me later. So if today is just, wow, freedom is actually something I have. If that's the revelation I needed to know today, great. Now I need to know how to stand in that every day. So God. I received the revelation. Now show me how to stand there every day. Not give, right? And that's why he gave us to say this to you, say it over your, I have freedom, I am free indeed, right? Like God is giving us things to continue to help those seeds be firmly planted so that they can grow. I love last week, or maybe it was Wednesday. I, Ms. Robin was like, I'm still, I'm, I, I believe it, I hear it, but I'm still Wrapping around this, I have freedom. <laughs> because when we have lived that freedom is something you get, not have, that's a that's a paradigm shift. You got to, your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, remember this. I have to present my soul so I can agree with his word. Miss Robin presented his soul. My, my soul is still wrestling with this. You, Malcolm, right now, I'm, I'm, my soul is trying to catch up. Nope, nope. But I'm putting this out here so I can agree with your word. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, Karen, and then Miss Ladiva, and then I'm giving this back to Pastor Ryan. 
Hi, I just wanted to say how much I appreciated hearing the word today and just the reminder to put on the full armor of God and how important that is. Um, I didn't, I didn't realize that every day it should be on because I just had been feeling like I was walking outside and unarmed. And so mm -hmm. I was shot up because I didn't have the armor on that I needed. So it was a reminder today that I should not take Ephesians 6 for granted, that it mm. is something that I should put on daily to keep the defenses, to keep the enemy from just shooting at me blindly. Yeah. And then the other thing is just about imprisonment. Um, I had been, well, a lot of you don't know, but my, my, father was in jail for 25 years and he recently got out um, a few about two years ago but I didn't realize that I was his warden that I was mm. still his police his um, his person that kept him in prison even though he kept asking me forgive me I'm a, I'm a new person, I'm a different mm -hmm. person. I continue to be that warden. I continue to be that person that kept him in that space. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't living in, in freedom or liberty. So I thank you That's for good, today because I understand that it's not just about you being in prison for yourself, but imprisoning others. Mm -hmm. and keeping them in their in their place because you're not at a point where you're open or you you forgiven yeah. that person so I just Good. thank you for that and I also it's been so many things going on this week and and but one thing that I do know is God's word is true and mm -hmm. when I was feeling ill the enemy wanted me to stay in that place. He wanted me to self-diagnose. He wanted mm -hmm. me to prescribe my own medicine. But mm -hmm. what I realized is, is that my medication is speaking the word of God over myself, claiming mm -hmm. and saying those things that I know to believe are true. God's word is true, is it does not waver. His medicine is something that I take daily. And that's just reading the word of God, staying in his face, speaking mm -hmm. over my body, speaking to that, that, that mountain, that thing that is mm -hmm. standing in my way. I speak to that. And when yeah. I speak to it, I, I will have what I say because I believe in faith. Yeah. So I just thank you for the word. I thank you, Apostle Kai, for your transparency. It's just, it just helps me to know that everybody endures challenges, but when you come together as a body, mm -hmm. where you're able to be free and to speak freely and to have people love on you and pray on you, this is what the enemy doesn't want. Right, right. So I thank you. I thank you for everybody on this call. Mm -hmm. I know that we all are dealing with stuff 
and but standing on God's word and speaking yeah. those things, when those things come into your mind, you speak out. Don't think about it. Speak it. Yeah. If something comes into your mind, say, you are sick. No, I am healed. I was healed. Mm-hmm. I am standing on that word. We already were healed of all our iniquities, mm-hmm. our sins, all of that. God bore all of that. So when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we say, thank you, God. So I just, I just thank you. I appreciate you all. I appreciate everything that is being said. I just, I don't say a lot, but I, I really appreciate each and every person and everything that you all bring. And it helps me to really that. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I just want to say one thing you said. So we make sure too, not only to make sure that we are not imprisoning someone else, or being someone else's warden, but making sure you're not your own warden. Because I've been my own warden. Then anybody had to keep me in prison, direct me in my prison, tell me what I was my own warden. I was the prisoner <laughs> and the warden at the same time. So thank you for sharing that. But release people, y'all. Life, look. Life is too long and too short. Hear me, it's long and short. To not release people, forgive, release, because it also stops, it also causes you to be taken captive again. So Miss Ladiva and then Pastor Ryan. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Um, I just want to thank you for the word, and um, I, I wanted to speak to what Minister Malcolm said because I raised my hands and I put it down because I just didn't know how to put it into words. Because you know, this attack that's that you know that's happening right now is very real, and to me, sometimes it seems like breaking free can still look like you're imprisoned. Like I know I'm break I'm breaking free, but I know I'm I'm not in prison. I'm I'm out. But even though I'm out, am I, I'm still I'm not answering I'm not answering to the things that I used to answer to before. But yet I'm still working on these things. I'm still God's still working on me. He's still uh, strengthening me where I'm weak. And sometimes I just get very frustrated when, when you know, I'm going through this journey and people that may be close to me, they're like, well, where's your faith or where? And my faith hasn't gone anywhere. I have my faith and I am free because I don't want to go back there. And because I don't want to go back there, I ask for help and I, and and Apostle Kai, thank you for, you know, sending help. You, you know, Daphne and Yvette were here last Saturday, and I truly appreciate that. But sometimes it's like, like Minister Michael said, like, we have to catch up, but we really, we don't have to catch up. We're, we're walking in the pace that we're walking in to be healed, isn't that, or to be continued to be transformed. I mean, sometimes I just get frustrated with this. Tell me what this is. I'm sorry. What part are you getting frustrated with? 
when you are when you are free, when you're no longer in the cell that you're in, but to others you still look like you're you're in prison because you got tears because you're crying. And I do have tears, and I'm going to continue to have them because I'm still I'm still working on the things that. <sighs> I'm getting stronger. I'm not where I was in that prison, but I, I'm free. And now I'm trying, you know, I'm, and I'm, and I'm, my faith is in God and I'm walking, taking one step forward, you know, taking my steps forward in a different way, fighting this spiritual warfare with God instead of on my own power, my own flesh. And mm -hmm. it's not an easy, it's not an easy walk. And it mm -hmm. just, because you're walking that walk doesn't mean you're all skipping through the tulips and stuff. And it's, and, I, and it's just seems like I run across people who feel that's the way I should be. And it's frustrating to me. Well, let me say this. And, and some of the women here in, uh, in KHO understand. Let me tell you why they're still doing that. It's either two things. You haven't reintroduced yourself or Miss Ladiva, and I can't say this because I don't know, or they see residue. And all of us have been there. There are sometimes there are areas we can't see. But it has to be someone you trust, right? Spiritually trust to say, hey, hold on. I, I, I totally understand where you are, right? And so what I want to help you do is we're, we're Again, this is a different way of seeing freedom, okay? Okay, so you can be outside the cell. And so crying doesn't mean you're not free. Girl, I just got 15 times. I'm free, right? I have freedom, right? But what we're saying is I'm free, right? But no, it's not about I'm free. It's I have this freedom, right? And this freedom allows me to feel things, right? To, to go through things. But it's how I go through now, how I see it now, how I talk about it now, that it has to be marketedly different than I was before. I'm not saying you're not. I'm just, hear what I'm saying, right? And so we have to make sure we're speaking different. We're moving different, right? Because you do have a relationship. You do have faith. You do have, right? So we have to make sure that who where we are saying who we are saying we are is the same same place as where we are so i get the frustration but a lot of times we haven't reintroduced ourselves to people people can and we can only hold people for the last thing we told them the last place they saw us in and if we don't say hey i know the last time you saw me upset the last time i was down and out but do not be fooled by these tears I am grateful. God is moving in my life. But you have to say that. And that will begin to dis diminish the frustration because you're putting people not only on notice, but giving them an opportunity to meet you where you are, not where you've been. Okay. Okay. The difference is we've been able to see you. We've been able to watch, right? Like you're not the woman you were six months ago. You're not where you were six months ago. The difference is we can see it, right? So when we had prayer a couple Sundays ago and we got on and you were talking to Pastor Shay, you were crying and tearful. I wasn't like, oh, she's gone backwards. No, there's the real moment. And right now she's sharing where she is. 
But what uh, but what I'm listening is has she given up? No. Has she is she done with God? No. Right? Mm-hmm. But everybody isn't, right? But here's what you have to you gotta give grace to other people too. Because again, if the last place they left you mm-hmm. is not where you are, you better bring them to the place you are now. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetie pie. But I love you. I'm grateful for you. I'm proud of you, Miss Ladiza. And please keep fighting with keep fighting with God. It ain't easy, but He is not going to leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Thank I see. You. I see Tricia, and then Pastor Ryan. That's their name, y'all, because they're together. Can I say this before? Uh... You can say you can. Yes, Pastor Ryan, you can say whatever you need to say. Um, Ms. Lediva, I also want to just say, don't feel obligated to live out in front of people where you currently are. Mm-hmm. Don't feel obligated to have to explain your walk because people will constantly challenge where you are to even make you believe that what you're saying is not true. They try to make you believe that the leaps and bounds that you have been walking out in front of us are all a lie. And we have, and and, and I agree with Pastor Kai, we have seen your progression. And we know it, it, the walk is different for all of us, but don't allow anyone to bring you back to that place. And so if those people cannot handle your conversation or cannot, you have to monitor who's around you. You have to monitor who you avail information to because if they can't hold it in the right regard to strengthen you continuously in this walk, it, 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 if it not be people, it's the enemy himself that will try to bring you back down. And so you just have to monitor too, who am I talking to? So I just wanted to say that before. Um, Absolutely. Thank you. And now, and now I'm going to add on. And also, though, here's where we can get food. He, everything he just said is a thousand percent right. So I'm going to add to it. Also, Bible, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Because there are times we, we, we can, I, look, I keep people who can check me. But again, like he said, who is it, right? Who, who's speaking? Who can who can speak into my life, who can hold me accountable, right? Because you need that. It's, it's a necessity. I put uh, recently, um, accountability is not a lack of maturity. But what we'll do is like, well, I'm mature now. I'm grown now. I can just know you still need accountability. <laughs> you still need somebody who can see what you can't see, somebody who can stop you before you, you know what I'm saying, when you're about to, right? So this week, I kept my I, I I kept myself armed up <laughs> with accountability. I didn't tell people everything, but I reached out to about two people and was like, "Hey, here's where I'm at. Pray, pray." I was driving that day, having a moment. I called Evie Sue. She said, "Are you okay?" I said, "Not right now, but I will be." But I just called just to have a check in. Right, just to just a just a check in. I'm on my way to the doctor, but just 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 check in. Right? And so you have to have those and be okay when they call something that you may not be able to see. 
And that's where sometimes we can get frustrated because, well, why can't they see what I am doing? But also, if I trust them, why can't I see what they're saying? If I trust them, if I know they're God-fearing men and women, if I know they hear from the Lord, why all of a sudden, in this moment, is this bothering me? Because a lot of times, you know, I, I'll tell you, well, you, you weren't at the merge, but my spiritual father was there. And a lot of times when I was young, I used to be like, why don't he ever, like, say this? Like, why does he agree with this? Why would I, I used to feel like every time I come, he's telling me what ain't. <laughs> I'd be like, well, look at all the work. <laughs> but what he was doing was showing me what was, wasn't so I could firm up what was. Because what wasn't could mess up what was. What I needed to grow to could shut down what was. He was always giving me strategy and to look at it all. Don't just, don't just get, don't just not, am, yes, amen, you're growing, right? But it's like a parent. Oh, you did good, right? But if I just, I was talking to my friend the other day and I said, one of the things that drives me insane, and I don't know if y'all know this, but like in elementary school now, everybody's a winner. You know, like everybody get a ribbon. <laughs> that blows my mind. Sorry, Pastor Ryan. You're a loser. You lost. I'm sorry, right? I don't like it. And let me tell you why, because it's going to set up this next generation to think that they don't have to put a lot of effort, work hard, right? Because everybody, everybody, right? But but that mentality of, but I'm doing good here. If we only focus there, then we don't work these other muscles and we don't realize we have opened the door because we're only paying attention here. The enemy is coming in right there. So people be like, everything you do, you or everything you're about to do, you talk to Pastor I sure do because I need, I got blind spots. I got blind spots. <laughs> if I was, a, if you're a gymnast, you need a spotter. If you're lifting weights, you need a spotter. I need a spotter. <laughs> and so, okay, how we need to know we're each other's spotters. We're each other's. You know what I'm saying? Like my blind spots. So, but I get the frustration, Miss Lynette. Not Miss Lynette. I got to admit, Miss Lynette, she got bumped off. Miss Ladiva, I understand the frustration. What Pastor Ryan says, absolutely true. You can't talk to everybody about everything. You can't, and you ain't got to explain everybody. But those who are, however, not even but, however, those who God has assigned to you, those who do see your growth and are walking with you, hear them too. Hear them too, because again, our humanity has a propensity to want validation for what we're doing right. It's just humanity. And we got to be okay when someone says, hey, but there's a, you're doing amazing, but look over here. Don't look over there. Don't let this take you back. You come too far. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the K-How podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W 
O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.